The squirrel kept chasing her around until a guy comes in and kicks it away. They're intelligent. Wildlife expert Barbara Bellens-Picone says feeding these animals creates a potentially serious situation. The squirrel thinks you have food. She thinks I have food, and she's actually habituated to people feeding her. But this is dangerous because... Because if you don't have food, she could react in a yes, totally she could aggressive way. she could jump on me right now. In New York Central Park, we found plenty of people handing out food, getting up close to squirrels who have lost their natural fear of humans. seen some aggressive ones, but the most of them are really nice. Kids, you guys should know this. Don't feed the squirrels. From the ashes of your fifth grade science classes projector that showed all those science films, it's Scraping the Vault. <laughs> projector. <laughs> this is the show where we normally watch straight-to-video Disney sequels, but we've taken a little bit of a detour, um, and we've watched something different. It's a little movie called Harry. Yes, you might have heard of it before. I'm Dan, and joining me today are from the Supreme Resort. Hold on. Uh, the Supreme Resort. Jimmy. Hey, I watched Perry. <laughs> and from Terror Squad, we have Audrey. That's me. I'm from Terror Squad. See, there's proof. <laughs> <laughs> Improv at its finest. <laughs> yes, and Strong. the hell out of that, baby. Hell I'm, yeah. Yes. And? <laughs> yes. So we, oh God. <laughs> so listener, let, let's just, we're going to peel back the curtain a little bit. So mm-hmm. in December for Christmas, I said, we need to watch A Very Brady Christmas, which of course you all listened to and loved. Dan's like, well, then I want a choice. I'm going to choose for Valentine's Day, Perry. <laughs> and because it's a love story. Because it it's is. a love story. And because comedy comes in threes, our next episode will be <laughs> Atlantis? No. I, I don't remember what I picked. But yeah, it's going to be something I'm going to pick and it's going to be really awesome. And all you guys are invited to my sleepover. <laughs> I got to I gotta remind you, you did say cats and I love oh, that. Right, oh, right, 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 oh, right. We have to watch cats. It's going to be cats. <laughs> cats, 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 cats. Okay. So, all right. So, Brady Brunch for Christmas, Perry for Valentine's Day. What is Cats for? Black Arbor History Day. Month? Uh, I don't know. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, Lincoln's birthday. Lincoln's birthday. Easter. Okay. <laughs> Cats are the sign of eternal rebirth. Or Passover. Oh, Passover would be pretty funny. Yeah, I'd like to pass over that movie if I may. Yes, it is a plague. Yeah, yeah. One of <laughs> one of God's ten plagues he brought upon the Egyptians. That's, a, you, that's what we'll do. Meow meow, I bring your ringworm. <laughs> meow meow, let my people go to the litter box. Let my people meow. Oh, I'm actually excited about this now. I'm <laughs> more excited than talking about Perry, which is the best movie ever. Oh, my God. Uh, so before we go any further, oh God. just like Jimmy with Very Brady Christmas, I genuinely love this movie. I'm aware that it's the movie that it is, mm-hmm. and that's, but that's also why I love it. Not ironically, but there is a, there's a sprinkling of irony on the love. Yeah. I'm going to take this incredibly seriously. 
<laughs> uh, I guess I'll just split the difference and be the person right in the middle. Uh, you know, realist, I suppose. Mm. Well, this movie did come out in 1957. 1957. I had an IT guy out here working on my computer for most of the day. So let's Don't see how prepared I am. that didn't exist in 1957. <laughs> Darn <Ooh>. right. <laughs> So let's see, in 1957, the cost of living, um, yearly inflation rate in the USA was 3.34%. In the UK, it was 3.3%. The average cost of a new house was $12,220. Okay. Average monthly rent was $90. (laughs) Stop. Oh, but there's more. Wait. <laughs> the average yearly wages was $4,550. Oh, and how? So you could afford to buy a new house in only three years if you were smart and put away all those pennies. <laughs> Speaking of pennies, <laughs> the cost of a gallon of gas was 24 cents. Boy, howdy. Ba- what, bacon was only 60 cents per pound. Hot dog. That was just almost three times as much as, as gas. So Gee nobody whiz. was shoving bacon into their gas tanks because that would have caused a fire. <laughs> Eggs per dozen was 28 cents. A hi-fi portable record player was $79.95, but worth every penny. Children's shoes were $5.95. Children were just a little bit more. (laughs) You (laughs) cad. Let's see what else happened. 1957 saw the continued growth of bigger, taller tail fins on new cars and more lights, bigger with more powerful engines, and an average car sold for $2,749. That's just about... 50 children. The Soviet <laughs> Union launched the first space satellite Sputnik 1. Those commies. Movies <laughs> included 12 Angry Men and the bridge over the river Kwai and TV show Perry Mason and Maverick for Speaking the first of Perry. time. Mm-hmm. No. It was spelled with a Y. You... <laughs> You dumb show. <laughs> I was trying to think of what to say there. For the first time, music continued to be rock and roll Ooh. with artists like Little Richard. He wasn't so little. That was just a name for him. He was actually a regular-sized person. No. The popular toys were slinkies and hooves. The continued growth of the use of credit was shown by the fact that two-thirds of all new cars were bought on credit. Some of the areas that would cause problems later were starting to show. South Vietnam was attacked by the Viet Cong guerrillas. Oh, those nasty apes. And troops are sent to Arkansas to enforce anti-segregation laws. (laughs) I'm going to refrain making a joke about that. What a time to be alive. (laughs) Unless you're a woman. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I'm not. (laughs) <laughs> oh boy we're gonna regret all that aren't we <laughs> and I, it's fair to say dan that this is the only film that will be reviewed on this list of disney movies where walt disney was actually alive <laughs> well yeah i mean who knows how long this show will go? <laughs> that's true 
<laughs> or how, how many long how many folds in the, in the uh, the concept we'll have. I'm not gonna lie, I don't miss the <laughs> the straight to video sequels. Uh, coming back in a big way in I March, know. baby. Yeah, let's get back to business. We're 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 straight to video movie reviews people, and what what are we doing faffing around with some a true to life fantasy? What are yes. we doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. We're having a great time. That's and, that's very true. I am having fun. You know, um, uh, this is this movie is fantastic. I love it. I don't have a, a, a trailer, but I do have mm. a song by Jimmy Dodd of Mickey Mouse Club fame, mm-hmm. singing Perry. And this was an actual song released on an actual record that you could buy a record player for for only. Seventy nine dollars and ninety five cents. Oh my oh, god! Geez. God, <laughs> right? I thought it was going to be about Perry Mason. No, this is the thing. I don't know what the deal is with this movie. I mean, it's, this is part of why I part of what makes me so fascinated by this movie is it had a presence. It wasn't just like here's some weird movie that we put out. It's like. We're gonna put out records. We're gonna yeah, put out. Floats in the yeah. Air. I mean, Jimmy Dodd. I mean, sure, he was tied to the you know basically uh, Mickey Mouse slave traders sort of contractual obligation. I mean, <laughs> I guess in, when you like look at it in the same way that March of the Penguins had a big big deal, you know, it's a. I guess that makes a little sense, right? You mean the one with uh, with Morgan uh, Freeman? Morgan Freeman, yeah. Except for they didn't, they didn't like make one of the penguins a heroine and like, mm. oh, here's her arrow. Hero. Well, I. <laughs> Sorry, so that what came I'm out hearing, weird. What I'm hearing you say is that if you like March of the Penguins, the Academy Award winning film, then you will love Perry. And if you don't, your cat definitely will. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, your cat. <laughs> How did your cat do? She sat on my lap for about 15 minutes watching with me, and it was super cute. And it made it like it was like a 4D movie, you know, when they blow that puff of air at your neck. Well, I was watching furry, fluffy animals while touching a furry, fluffy animal in real life. It was pretty spectacular. Yes, it was... (laughs) And then she jumped off. She doesn't sit on my lap all that often, but if I've got the right pillow, she'll be like, that's the pillow that I sit on. I would like to offer a classic retelling of this uh-huh. fabled tale. Uh-huh. This is Walt Disney Presents A True Life Fantasy, <laughs> Perry, or How Perry Got Her Groove Back. <laughs> Written by this. This is the. So this is. This film is. So I, I have some. Written by nature. Written by no, it's written by Felix Salton. It was based off of a book. Yeah. Who and so and this is the same author that did Bambi: A Life in the Woods. Mm. Spoilers. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yeah, it's. uh, (laughs) I have I have trivia for you at the end. (laughs) Oh, great! (laughs) Did you guys? Well, I wrote what I thought the movie was going to be about. Did you guys do that too? Oh, Oh, okay. Perry, a plucky young squirrel, has big ideas for the forest. So it'd just be kind of like Parks and Rec with squirrels and forest mm. animals. Or Tom goes to the mayor 
with squirrels and forest animals. Does just That's real quick, it. does does Poro become like a heartthrob and getting all the Avengers movies? Yes, of course. He goes from from a pleasantly plump squirrel to a massively ripped squirrel and then mm-hmm. disappears. And mm-hmm. then we see him as the star of uh you know yeah. blam 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 <laughs> Blam Blam Rocket Ship, which is my favorite Marvel movie. Guardians of Wildwood Heart. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Yeah. So way back when I originally saw this movie, I thought it was going to be just another one of those wacky, like, Disney animal movies, like the ones with the the bears who like get into all sorts of hijinks, and the Yellowstone, which by the way is mm. a fantastic movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. And one of them like drives the boat, and it's just mm-hmm. all sorts of hijinks. And this movie was suggested to me by my friend Winslow, and we both were enthralled. <laughs> and uh, his wife, my friend Caitlin, could not stay in the room mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was my jaw this was about the time that we started making um a supreme resort and i my jaw was on the floor i was just like oh this movie is very serious <laughs> and it I has guess- very heightened language. I really <laughs> wish I could have watched this with people in the room because mm. <laughs> what you're describing sounds like a real. It sounds like a blast. But, you know, here's here's the dirty truth about this this dear this podcast. Um, I'm sitting at my kitchen table with a notepad on my computer because I don't have a our, real. Our, scraping the vault studio yeah in my apartment and i just took the trash out but that was this morning not last night when i watched the movie in our studio smells a little bit like banana peels and like a steak bone where we all i had steak the other night it was pretty good steak but um record together so yeah and then like you know i don't really use my tv i use my my laptop which is tiny Jason. But lately I've we, been plugging my headphones in, so get the keys to the studio so that the we sound, own. The sound is a little bit better these days because I was say, watching it just on the speakers on, we say on to Jason, and that's no good. Stay out of our studio. You stay in your studio because we own it. <laughs> I too thought it was gonna be like the Yellowstone Bears, where <laughs> the, the narration was Based on like that, they just made animals do a bunch of stuff, and then they wrote narration around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I still don't know it because you know, outside of the dream sequence, which of course was spoilers. That's the that's the beauty of documentaries is you can film whatever the hell you want, and then in the cutting room decide yeah. is this going to be like the movie Carrie but with squirrels, <laughs> and we're going to call it Perry, mm-hmm. or is it going to be what it is, which you know that's how they. That's what it turned yeah. out. The, the yeah, lack, the, the lack of gags in this movie is it's somewhere between baffling and refreshing. Yeah, although to your point, Audrey, that that part where the bobcat has come after Perry and she she vomits all that blood. <laughs> yeah, I love that part. Yeah. And then there's like the mom, and you know, mm-hmm. mom doesn't get a name. No. 
No, there's only two. Well, there's, I guess there's just two named characters in this, right? Is everything else? Well, and they so, call the deer Bambi. Oh, well, that's right. It, yeah. It's, you know, it's a, it takes place so, in the same universe. This does in not the, pass the Bechdel test. In the Bambiverse. Bamba <laughs> so, <laughs> before. <laughs> Before we go forward, I got to. So here's, and I'm not joking. This is why I love this movie. Okay, mm-hmm. and I, I'm going to present this to you, and I think that you're you, you might be able to kind of get on board. Maybe not love it as much as I do, but you'll at least see that. Like, okay, I get this. So, to me, this movie is pure, uncut, pre World's Fair Disney. Mm. It's melodramatic. Mm. It's boring. It was probably <laughs> very expensive. It's most likely based on reality, but also clearly not. Mm-hmm. It's irresponsible. It's probably made by a bunch of drunks. Mm-hmm. And it's completely ambitious. It's com- it's like the, the, the language and the narration, which I'm really glad Jimmy has, is so over the top that there's no question that this is that era of Disney. This is like, like anyone who wants to go to original Disneyland and ride like mm. the, 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 the flying saucers that never worked. Mm. This is that experience in movie <laughs> form. It's and it's awesome. It. Yes. Yes. It's totally, it is absolutely like Kaiser hall of aluminum kind of energy. And it's fantastic. If, you know if what? Epcot center were a movie. It would like early Epcot center. It would be this movie. You know what, Dan, you nailed it. <laughs> right? You right? absolutely nailed it. I'm that so is. excited right now. I'm like, yeah, let's watch it. Let's go. Yeah. This sounds great. And yeah. Yeah. So there's that's also, sorry. There, I was just going to mention um, there's, there's, there's cute baby animals in it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, everyone wins. There's cute baby animals in it. They're everywhere. I drew so many hearts in my notes. <laughs> yeah. Babies, so cute. They're all fluffy, and then oh, baby love. Heart. It's like it's like you you watch it and like if you watch it and you were like. Just this is just some movie that was made by some randos. You'd be like, this is whatever. But they're like, no, this was a Disney passion project by somebody, and like everything matters, even though nothing matters. <laughs> and you need to like really <laughs> someone was taking this very, very seriously. And if you watch it with those eyes, it's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, take yeah. us, take us away, Jimmy. It's evening. <laughs> we open with a quote. From Ecclesiastes the Third. That's a weird way to open Star Wars. <laughs> this is scary. The dead speak. <laughs> <laughs> to everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under the heaven. <laughs> These words of truth are nature's basic law, and you shall be the witness. Come with us now to watch with awe the grandeur of her seasons change and marvel at the wondrous ways that she has arranged a time for everything. On yonder mountain breaks the day and dew begins a time of beauty. And, and I need play. to, I need to, I need to note here that Jimmy, you're doing an excellent job, but Very good. The, the way that their narration is, is read in the movie is, you know, that, narrator voice from the nature documentaries that you are used to from 
it's <laughs> it's the same person who used to say like clever things about the bears from you know the, the very bears we're talking about yeah. yeah yeah and those bears got into a lot of trouble <laughs> it's kind of clipped and, and yeah. weird and peppy and it's super dry which is like what makes the comedy funny is like oh no look what they're doing <laughs> but wait we start over, over. Here. These were the to. truth on nature's basic law, and no, you should be the witness. Come with much emotion into it. <laughs> I'm not saying you should change. I'm just no. The, well, we'll see. We'll, we'll play with it. We'll play with it. <laughs> yeah, for the listener, it's a little drier. I'm just trying to you know sauce it up a little bit because this is a love story. It is a love story. So the sun then rises as the song Break of Day plays. And just to give you a little bit of sense, as the music plays, we see various nature scenes and everything that's happening in the song happens on screen. Uh, Mm -hmm. It harkens new beginnings. All the lyrics are reflected on screen like the morning dew. We see morning dew. Mm -hmm. The babbling brook. We see a babbling brook. (laughs) We should absolutely do a sound play. At the end of the song, we pan across a secret garden. (laughs) What are you doing over there, Dan? Those community sound effects, but I did the wrong thing. Uh, What what was it, Audrey? Don't we have pat our legs? Oh, to make a rainstorm. Yeah, we'll we'll do that later. (laughs) At the end of the song, we pan across. Put on your 3D glasses now. (laughs) 3D podcast headphones. (laughs) These are actually safety glasses, so you don't get hurt by the flying shards of glass from the display we're about to do. Oh my god. Um so at the end of the song we pan across a secret garden just beyond the beaver's dam. And so full born a day in spring, and we have come on morning's wings upon a secret garden just beyond the beaver pond it lies. We call it Wildwood Heart, and this shall be the setting for our play. Our mm. plot is nature's own, our theme. The endless stream of life that is this time of spring finds new beginnings everywhere. Babies. And yes, we see various young creatures being tended by their mother. And various animal sounds that may or may not match the animals. That they they're don't really- match the animals at all. That's what, oh God. I can't handle nature documentaries for that reason. They always bug me. Well, I, I like like the foxes. They were all barking. Bark. <laughs> yeah, or like there is a frog underwater at one point, yeah, and it riveting. was still riveting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong; it's not like they, it's not like the frog goes ribbit. I am a frog. <laughs> Hello, this is the sound a frog makes. Splash. Like bud. <laughs> it's you know, it's ni- it's very 1957. That's all. Mm-hmm. And there are many wonders here in Wildwood Heart. Each plays its part in nature's plan. The miracle of mother love. A vital force that even in the savage breast protects the young until their age of helplessness has passed. And by the way, savage breast, that's a cheetah. Mm. They're showing a cheetah when the savage breast even helps protect. And nature's greatest gift is here. A warm and precious thing. The deep, compelling urge of kind for kind from which all life must spring. This is, a, now, this is a movie for children. Yes. Oh, <laughs> just wait. But now the mating season. The yes. time of together. Oh, yeah. But the song yeah. is until later, right? No, it's the end. Okay. The time of together. 
uh, has come and gone, still between the red fox and his vixen. Wow. Okay. <laughs> there yeah, they this, bond. This movie, is very, this movie is very clear that monogamy is nature's way. <laughs> yes. Lest you have any other ideas about this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, First person you touch, tag your it, you're getting married. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, oh, but not the pine squirrel, Daniel. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, still between the red fox and his vixen, there is a bond that holds them close in a close companionship. So shall they stay through all of their life? <laughs> For this <laughs> is nature's way. Yes. But <laughs> don't you forget it. <laughs> but nature's mating ways are sometimes strange. In her treetop world, she has arranged the very opposite design. The pine squirrel, or nature's whore, once his mating time has passed, lives out a life of bachelorhood inside a rugged nest of bark and grass. And yet, he always keeps a watchful eye on a pine tree snag nearby. His mate and all her tiny brood live here. But one is more precocious than the rest. Always first to mother's breast. (gasps) This is Perry. And this is her story. Now, we, we meet Perry, first a mother's breast, continuing so, the long line of Disney heroines without a parent. Right? So here's here's my argument for Perry is a Disney princess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she comes from a broken home, just like mm-hmm. every proper Disney princess. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's all you need. <laughs> I like that. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. yeah. And she, she fends for herself. Fends for herself. She's a badass. Spoiling anything. But, you know, she makes a life of her own. And then she, she finds has a prince. trials and tribulations. Yeah. Th- many things try to eat her. She has to marry. Mm-hmm. She's, she's got to have kids. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> it's nature's way. It's nature's way. It begins with those first <laughs> awarenesses that nature gives the very young the taste of milk her mother's furry warmth, and in a bed of pungent cedar bark, a perfect, a time of perfect peace. Oh, a time of... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but Perry's right mother is. knows none of these. She leads a hectic life of eat and run. To feed her young, she must herself be fed. And it's she odd but true... She washes clothes from the giant factory for all the rich people in town. That's right. <laughs> And it's odd but true, she can change to mother's milk, even the deadly tissue of the toadstool. This time of hunting is a necessary time for all. (laughs) (laughs) The Uh, mother Martin, with her young to feed, is driven by a constant need of flesh and blood. She must take, make many kills today, and the pine squirrel is her natural prey. And the Martin is like, the, it's zero to 60. It, mm-hmm. where yeah. it's just like, and now death. <laughs> and here are the stage directions. Chirping, snarling, calling, oh, chirps, and snarling. Wait, wait. Do that again, but give us a second to like respond. To okay, the- hold on, hold on. She must make many kills today. And oh. the pine squirrel and her natural prey. Chirping. <laughs> snarling. <laughs> Cawing <laughs> Chirps <laughs> tweep, tweep, tweep. Snarling 
<laughs> you guys should really be looking at my notes. It'd be a lot easier. <laughs> Yay. The, so, the Raven. Oh, go ahead. Oh, God. I just wanted to mention that, like, the way that the narrator talks sometimes makes me think of those dumbass Facebook posts where it's just like, the beauty of life is around us all, and we must open <laughs> our eyes and see it in the fall. You know, like, and then you're like, why did you post that? What's the point? Got it from Perry. Yeah. The, yeah the, the narrator. The narrator is like a series of ha- very, like almost impenetrably intelligent Hallmark car- cards. Where yeah. Like this journal of like, okay, I get it. You want me to like ha- enjoy my retirement, but like wh- this is taking like pages. <laughs> yeah. Get get to it already. Just get well soon. We'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the raven, the raven's wild alarm is heard by Perry's father. And there's some squealing. Yeah! And then there's some Martin growls. I'm going to eat you. <laughs> Perry's father, moved by some ancient instinct, stronger than the fear within his breast, sets out to lure breast. the Martin from the mm. mother's nest. Nest. And chattering. Snarling. What's up? <laughs> Squawking. Ah! Squirrel squealing. This guy did this thing. A life is lost. But not in vain. The Martin now can feed her young, but she will return to Perry's nest again. It's a doggy dog world out there, folks. You know, it's like survival of the fittest. Did you say uh, doggy dog? Yeah, because... It, I know it's dog eat dog, but you know that's fun to say doggy dog because it doesn't make it any is. sense. It is, and I think that this is the point where Caitlin had to leave because yeah, this, this is like four minutes. This in. scene is <laughs> this scene is so intense, and it's she, like she couldn't entire, watch the animals dying. Well, well, it's just the entire forest is like an alarm system oh, because right. this one squirrel mm-hmm. is getting chased down by a Martin as something they see every day, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they crank it up to 11 where it's just yeah. like every possible bird. Like basically they come. It's so dramatic that you almost see like uh smoky, the forest ranger, like put down a cigar and be like, Oh, <laughs> 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 Lock and load, boys. We're going out. So basically, what's happened for those of you following along at home is the Martin ate one of the mother squirrel's uh babies. And the mother squirrel's like, uh, I need to find somewhere else. So she then sees the father's nest and she's like, I'm taking that place. So because well, the Martin eats the dad. Oh, is it the dad? Yeah, he's oh, pretty- oh this is even mo- Oh, I'm reading this then. Yeah. Uh, and so the mother squirrel needs another hiding place. Good. The father's nest. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hey, you know. I didn't realize it was the dad. Inside oh, their hollowed chambered stump, the Martin's morsel is already gone. Wow. Yeah, and they're they're kind of like the Martin. It, first of all, it's implied kind of, at least in my heart, that the Martin is a bad parent. And that the yeah it's very judgmental of the martin the martin's yeah. just out there living its life you know and it has, has some hard that. times though this this martin has some difficult times throughout Fall well yeah. the water a lot yeah it's wacky and but and then like uh 
like the Martins are kind of portrayed as like the family from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where it's like <laughs> just nothing but constant chaos and fighting. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, and now the mother squirrel's borrowed time grows very short. Mm. And there's some squirrels chirping. Yeah, chirp, 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 chirp. Now all the babies have been moved but one, Perry. Mm. Apparently, she's the least favorite. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no. I think mom's like, look, you're Perry. You're awesome. You're a Disney princess. You can handle this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to take care of your dumb siblings first. <laughs> they can't do anything. But you, you're special. You're the chosen one, if this were another kind of movie. And so you just hang out, you fend for yourself, you're good. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna get you we're gonna get you a nice man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> then No squirrel daughter will be a spinster of mine. <laughs> <laughs> no squirrel of mine. No squirrel <laughs> end up with a red reindeer. <laughs> But the dad has been eaten. So, oh right. Well, there goes that father figure. I've been eaten. <laughs> so then we, we see Perry's hasn't moved yet. Then there's some squealing and some snarls. It's a narrow mid, but this is not the end. Death is still as very near. <laughs> that's the big takeaway from the movie. I wrote that at the top of the page here. It's just like that's the button on the whole thing. Death still is very near mm-hmm. that's life movie, i think the movie wants to kill everybody mm-hmm. well that's nature <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nature wow. everybody knows nature is just out to kill at all times mm-hmm. now how will nature tip the scale will oh. life or death prevail mm-hmm. two mothers each with a need which one one more will blue succeed and one more gray one more blue one more gray <laughs> that's right because the thing is this is the tale of two mothers the mother squirrel and the mother martin which one's going to win mothers are in constant competition with each other always your yeah. competition the yeah. distant uh, cry that makes the martin turn away comes from her nesting place a mother raccoon has happened by and now the martin's babies are in peril yeah, it's like that. It's just like a chain of small fish getting eaten by bigger fish getting eaten by bigger There's fish. There's always a bigger fish. Right? Yeah. It's like toddlers and tiaras, except it's like acorns and rabbits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> acorns and chestnuts. <laughs> and Although, I love I realize that this isn't like right or good science of me or whatever, but I love how stupid the, the uh, raccoons look. They, look, oh my God, they just right? look like big dummies. They're so and it's cute. Wonderful. Look at their yeah. big really round cute. bombs. And oh. and I guess raccoons like their eyesight's really bad, so it's like it's it's fun to forget that you know that while you watch them. Oh, they're so cute and fluffy. Like, as they're feeling things out with their hands to be like, dude, it's right in front of you. <laughs> it's like, but that's me. Which I, which I got really scared lends- by. Yeah, go ahead, Audrey. Uh, I was just going to tell a dumb story about how a raccoon spooked me um, at summer camp. They make a terrifying noise. They're well, and they have that band Go ahead. <gasps> okay, so I was leaving the cabin to go use the bathroom because there was like a bathroom separate from the cabin. Uh, and anyway, it was on a hill and I was coming back from the bathroom and I had my like flashlight in my hand and I was swinging it around and I caught underneath the cabin um, a bunch of glowing eyes and I was like oh that's uh, ominous so then I get to the stairs on my way up to the cabin and they were growling and one darted out in front of me on the stairs and I screamed and dropped my flashlight and ran in my bed 
the end. The end. Well, I think that all of what you're saying paints a beautiful picture for the next line of narration, which is, although the Martin works a miracle, it's all a waste of time for the raccoon can't solve the riddle of this tantalizing stump. And much annoyed, she ambles on her way in search of less perplexing prey, but finds instead another prickly problem. Oh, yeah. It was now, a porcupine. So what I love about Disney nature documentaries is they almost always have a wacky hijink with a porcupine, a skunk, and they do something to make Check. the beavers look like idiots. Check. And it's almost like these are the parrot sketches of Disney nature, like where it's just like, do the porcupine bit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, one One moment I liked at the end. Uh, skipping to the end real quick uh, with the fire, which um, by the way, the Disney nature crew absolutely set <laughs> another <laughs> elemental, another elemental danger. They 100% lit that fire. By so the they way. Sit, yeah. they lit their, do you think they had studio lights out there with them? Because some Maybe. of the stuff, some of the like, <laughs> I don't know. I was watching and I was like, this looks like they just put a bunch of animals that they know they're going to eat each other into like a enclosed space yeah. that made it look like now, outdoors. I don't, so look, that would be irresponsible. <laughs> and if we know anything about the Walt Disney Company in 1957, it's the <laughs> ethics and responsibility. Ethical, totally non racist and oh. like. Uh, mm-hmm. Very, very much aware of animal cruelty problems and no squirrels were thrown from any high structures <laughs> throughout the making of this movie. And well, if they were, they were, they most likely landed safely. And they were asking for it. Yeah, probably. They shouldn't have been dressed like that. Um <laughs> So, but what I was going to say is as the forest is on fire, uh, all the animals are just kind of like cuddling up on each other, like prey mm-hmm. and prey oh, and predator. And they're all yeah. just loving on each other. The sad little kitty on the wet mm-hmm. branch with the squirrels. Yeah, little squirrels yeah. land on its back. Aww. And then the studio bosses said, set it ablaze. <laughs> <laughs> little kidder. So our movie could be made. Maybe. (laughs) This may be the thesis statement of this film. Are you ready? (laughs) We cut back to Perry. From the haven of her father's nest, Perry looks upon the world below. And as we watch with her, we too shall see with nature's eye this time of hunting that shall go quickly by. Of course, we must abandon all emotion, all distress, and realize that death is just a necessary end. This is the perfect plan that nature has contrived. Some must die that others may survive. Wow. Yeah. And we have some foxes barking. Arf, arf. And then we have some growls, caws, arf. and yelping. Yelp. <laughs> this restaurant I'm sorry. Gets one star. <laughs> <laughs> this does seem like a really good restaurant. This, uh, Wait, no, 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 no napkin holders. You guys, no, oh, that was the first thing I wrote down is like this movie needs to be playing in the background of some hipster campfire theme, camping themed mm, bar. Yes. You know, like we play only um squirrel documentaries. Oh, and also <laughs> here's a cocktail with some charred rosemary in it so mm, let's not give away the drink of this show <laughs> <laughs> you're right my bad i really do think though that this movie was like 
because if you look at the timing of it, it's 1957, right? So Walt mm-hmm. Disney, he's just opening up uh, Disneyland. Um, almost forgot the name of the place. <laughs> I talked so much about. Um, and I think so. the The narrator is also the producer, and it's the same narrator that has been in a lot of different things. I suspect, and I don't have anything to back this up, but I suspect that he basically approached like Roy and he was like, you know, now that Walt is doing this other thing, why don't I make nature sing? <laughs> Cause I imagine that he always spoke in, in, in rhyme. <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. I, I think he was, he was like, there's this book I've always wanted to make a movie out of. Uh, won't you find the love? <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and Roy's like, Oh, sure, whatever. Just here. How much do you need? What? That much? <laughs> <laughs> the reason I think that I, I I think Walt did not have his hands on this at all. You don't think so? I don't think he did because there, I think it, it was definitely the Walt Disney Company ethos of like, we're going to make this high quality. We're going to, you know, really, we're going to ramp it up as much as we can. So these are Disney people making this. But I think this is a passion project. And the reason I, the one of the main things that I have to point to is that there are zero gags. And I think if Walt Disney were involved, he, he wouldn't have, resi- he wouldn't have been able, been able to help himself. There would have been at least one moment of like, you know, ah, as busy as a beaver or something. Just something stupid. Yeah, that's true. Oh. Like anything in, in Nature's Wonderland, the ride or whatever. Yeah. Like, babbling Brook, they're twin sisters because they're always babbling. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah, yeah blah, like, blah, blah. There would have been some weird like 1950s in-law joke or a joke about marriage or something. But there's none of that. That is true. And it's Winston Hibbler, who is the narrator, uh-huh. also written by, based on the novel Felix Vice Felix Salton. Mm-hmm. Or he wrote the novel, who wrote, wrote uh, Bambi. <clears throat> okay. The wildcat doesn't care to face the mother fox inside her den. It's true the rabbit is a small reward, but then at least she got this prey the easy way. And there's some mewing. <laughs> To keep her world in balance, nature has decreed that in this time of hunting, death shall shall take many forms. The beaver kills the living aspen tree and diamonds upon its flesh. From the bare, bleak skeleton that remains, he fashions and maintains his dam. Did you guys guys ever read the book Banicula? I don't read. Caligula? Banicula? No, no. Okay, one more time. Banicula. No? Uh, no. Okay. Well, it's about this <laughs> it's about a vampire rabbit. And I don't know. I thought of that when they were talking about the beaver dining on the tree flesh. Because mm-hmm. how silly I, is that? Banicula I, is a is a rabbit that drains the blood quote unquote blood from vegetables. So oh, this family like a, is like, like a Dracula, but it's a yeah. Bunny. Yes, so the the family's like, why is this carrot white? What happened to it? And then they realize mm. the rabbit is a vampire. I'm sorry, oh. I need to I need to take a, a little sidebar here from that okay. because I've I've been reminded of a time that I worked at a movie theater, and someone I was working at the ticket counter selling tickets, and uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter was playing. Mm-hmm. I, I saw that in theater, and somebody <laughs> came up. And he asked, what's, 
Abraham Lincoln vampire killer about. And I just looked at him very, you know, just as seriously as I could. And I said, it's a documentary about our, one of our presidents and how he would go around and hunt vampires. (laughs) And they said, okay, give me a ticket. Wow. Oh my God. Did they find you at the end? Nope. You were spot on. That's exactly what it was about. Yeah. No. And (laughs) it's first of all, it's in the title. The, the, the plot is in the title. Mm -hmm. And second, um, like Perry, that's it. That's it. Like, (laughs) I'm just thinking you, you're going to, it may as well be a documentary to this person. Sure. And I love the beaver's crazy eyes. Oh my gosh. Oh, the beavers like, are cute. The beavers are fantastic. And like the little the little beaver child who, you know, since it's working, we can assume oh. it's a son. And Mini beaver. Mm-hmm. He's chomping on a little piece of grass. Oh yeah, just one his size. Eat, yeah, he can't yeah. eat a big tree yet. Mm-hmm. See, they're the, s- I just oh. They're super compulsive. They have no choice. This is what they must do because the yep. voices in their head give them That's no right. other option. Tells them what to do. You got to chew on yep. this one because it's just your yep. size. Yep. Uh, here, here was one of the first moments of this film that I, I enjoyed and started questioning editing. Um, <laughs> all through the day in Wildwood Heart, the search for food continues everywhere. The sap sucker feeds her young on grubs and worms and in her daily round, She demonstrates how life or death will sometimes turn upon the merest quirk of fate. Her busy rapping wakes a flying squirrel. It's not (laughs) disturbed. He never flies except by night, but now by day. The gosh hawk waits with swifter wings to end this brief untimely flight, a time of hunting, and then a time of peace. Now with the fall of night, nature brings this precious gift of sleep. Yo, what up, my nocturnal friends? Time to get lit. <laughs> and then uh, there's the song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there is the song. Now it's to sleep, now time. to rest, while the soft night descending covers all, great and small, till a new day is born. Deep in the shadow, dreaming away. Soon you'll forget all the cares of the day. And there was so- a skunk pile. Yeah. And then you'll wake up and everything's going to try to eat you again. <laughs> That's right. Go to sleep. Slumber deep. Let the soft night enfold you. Mother's near. Never fear. She will keep you from harm. Lulled by the night wind. Close to, close to her breast. They say breast a lot in this movie. They now, really peacefully, lovingly, close tenderly to the rest. Titties on display. <laughs> Low by the night wind, close to her titties. <laughs> now, peacefully, lovingly, tenderly, rest. Mother's tit full of milk right next. Oh, I can't even. Well, the, I guess that wasn't the part. This weird was... studio people won't taunt you tomorrow. Oh, wait, yes, they will. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I thought this was the part where she tried to be like the flying squirrel and she like falls 400 feet. No, that's later. That's later. In Wildwood Heart, the medley of birds ushered in another day of spring. And with it comes the time of learning. For Perry, lesson number one is purely elementary. 
She will simply learn to walk along the branches of a tree. Mother with a tasty tidbit, probably her tits, <laughs> is the lure. Wait, hold on. That's just, I, that, that line is really great. Mother with a tasty tidbit is the lure. Like, oh, it's yeah. so fun to, it really, it tumbles right around in your mouth when you say it. And also it Mother sounds really silly. With a tasty tidbit is the lure. Bravely, Perry starts. And then she's not so sure. She didn't know she'd have to cross the unknown world of far below. Still, hunger is a strong incentive. And so, despite what seems to be a warning from her brother, Perry once again sets out for food. Right. Mother. She's her own squirrel. She doesn't listen to her mother. sibling. Her like, Look, brother. I got this. I'm like Mulan. Then there's some chirping, squeals, and squealing. Chirps, mm-hmm. <laughs> squeal. <laughs> Mother's coaxing. Oh, are you doing it again, Dan? I'm just, Mother's coaxing I'm not, starts another scholar on his way, but he'll never reach the head of the class. He'll be lucky to even pass. Mm-hmm. SATs are really hard. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a rather shaky start, but if she puts her heart in it, keeps up the fight, she'll get the hang of it all right. I do enjoy the moments in the rhyme scheme where you can kind of feel whoever wrote it go like, they're not going to notice. Like, like <laughs> I'm trying to accentuate it as much as possible. Right. It's like, I mean, it's, I mean come on. It's the whole movie. Like, they're not... Mm-hmm. This is, we can let a couple of them go, right? I honestly <laughs> did not realize it was rhyming until after I read the Wikipedia article about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you still, even after listening to me, probably don't know it. I mean, I'm hearing some of the rhymes, but like it, it's not like a, um, it's not like you know the Pokemon theme where it rhymes well, every th- other line. I think maybe it goes to like iambic, and then it goes to prose, and then it goes to like haikus, like this one. Oh. All of this, the young raccoons have watched with awe, but they must get their tree legs too. And so as Perry takes her turn upon the judgment seat, one stout heart sets out headlong to duplicate her feet. But by the way, you bring up something that's interesting. Before, until this movie becomes the cult classic that it should be, and I really do mean that, it should be a cult classic. Anyone, kids, if if you're listening, I know I know we have a lot of kids listening to this show because mm-hmm. it's perfect for their attention span and their interest level. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think if you're taking a poetry class or if you're if you need to like turn in a poem for any sort of class at all just copy it from perry nobody will know nobody will know good point mm-hmm. and in this look i'm a teacher you you have my permission <laughs> so this is the part with the raccoons okay and this is uh Baby raccoons! Yeah. so the brother would like to lend a helping hand but in this kind of test you're on your own you just dig in hang on and try to do your best and if, alas, you just haven't got the answers, there's only one thing left to do. Drop out of class. And that's mm-hmm. when the raccoon falls to his death. No, <laughs> he, lives. he lives. No, he, but... he falls to the forest floor. That's well, drop out of class. I feel we see drop lives. Is that because... That's true. He could have landed on a rock, which, by the way, all look fake in this movie. And I know one of us here is a fake rock expert. Two of them. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is that, you know, I felt really seen 
by the squirrels learning how to climb because that's basically what I look like when I'm trying to climb. I just fall off all the time. I suck at Of it. your bed or a tree? Of of like rocks and, you know, oh. climbing gym. So yeah. continuing theme, uh, <laughs> raccoon falls to the floor. This mishap could have become a tragedy for predators are always near, but so is mother. She knows by instinct that survival of her young depends upon her watchfulness and tender care. Hey, Steve, this cat, this baby raccoon looks like it's about to fall. Get the camera. Come on, Chris, yeah. hurry. Get up. Predators are always near. Pokemon now, stick. that's the end of Act One, by the way. Throw a rock at it. <laughs> it's margarine the, on, the, on the branch. It said the predators are always near. Predators could be the camera crew. Oh, they yeah, were. We are. We're pred- apex predators. That's right. I need to be clear. One part of <laughs> my my love for this movie is <laughs> entirely based on me <laughs> being willing to ignore how it was made. One hundred percent. I was into it. Man. Any I... of that for any any amount of time, it's like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But I I got into it. Like I was. I I, I mean. Again, I think I took away from it afterwards. But while I'm watching, I was like, how did they get that squirrel <laughs> to be – how did they capture that moment with that squirrel going into that little thing? And then, oh, somebody's already in there. I better Hear go to me out. Time. I think it's because they filmed a whole bunch of different squirrels and then just lied to us and made us believe that they were all the same Audrey, squirrel named Perry. How dare you? How dare you? You Let's turn off your microphone right now. I won't. <laughs> So Let's that was the it. end of Act One. There are four acts in this play. Ugh, so this is a slow movie. It's a little slow. Oh, it's going to go faster because <laughs> the rest of the seasons go real quick. That was just spring. As late spring turns to early summer. Wait, hold time- on. What? I just wanted to mention there was a scene with uh, kittens, baby kittens pouncing around. It was so cute. Oh, my God. They're so Aww. fluffy. Oh, and the, uh, the the little baby fox that gets a crayfish. Oh, its- baby <laughs> fox Oh, we're not there yet. Oh, okay. wait. <laughs> Just you wait, everybody. Oh, they're so cute. So this is uh, the beaver. Audrey, Audrey, just to be clear, a nine-man nine camera crew led by Paul Kenworthy and Ralph Wright shot Perry in Utah's. Oh, old- I looked familiar. Utah National Forest Uinta. and Jackson Hole, Wyoming. So there's Nowhere no near way. <laughs> there's, it's it's clear that at no point did they say, you know, they kind of all look the same. These squirrels. Let's just film <laughs> squirrels. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, probably about 800 miles apart from each other. Oh my god! Yes. As late spring turns to early summer, the time of learning still goes on. Down at the beaver pond, the beaver kit is on his way to school. As a rule, it's mother who supplies the transportation here, while father, as the chief construction engineer, provides the object lesson. The subject for today is logging, and everything that father does, baby beaver tries on something more his size. Baby beaver. And honestly, every time I watch this movie, there's a part of my brain that, like, I don't want to say it's like the cartoons where you actually see these things, but it may as well be. It's as close as can happen, like a little hard hat and a little lunch pail on the father beaver every time, every Every time. time. (laughs) Do you think they also covered logarithmic scales? Uh, I see what you did there. (laughs) You ready for this? 
in beaver school, even scratching is catching. <laughs> beaver scratching, get it? So cute. Oh God! <laughs> I don't think that's what we're Sorry, that's not what it meant. Oh, okay. <laughs> even scratching is catching, like it's some kind of uh, infection. I don't think. School. Yeah, I don't think uh, Winston Hill- Hibbler was aware of that even meant? being a thing. Well, when nature's way is the way to go, you don't have to worry about catching anything from a different sexual partner. (laughs) Eat your cornflakes every day. (laughs) Crabs, don't worry about them. Animals, unlike people, don't need to punish themselves with flagellation in order to be straight with God. (laughs) Nature is God here. Oh, I think this is your your cat part. Nature teaches many special skills and arts. And at the Wildcats Den, a primary course for predators is just about to start. And yes, there's meowing. Go ahead. Straight up. Straight up kitty cat meowing. Mm -hmm. The lesson for today will be how to lie in wait. Remember this part? And pounce upon your prey. And the mommy was like teaching the little baby how to pounce. Oh, they're so cute. There's dueling and growling. The other students having learned by observation, all a kitten needs to know. Now sally forth a hunting, they will go. And this is where a frog croaks in the water. (laughs) This fellow's tricky. Looks pretty dangerous, too. More than that, he's awful soft and sort of sticky. (laughs) Then there's croaking in the water. I'm dead. It's the instinct of the predator to quell the flow of life. <laughs> oh, yes. What? Yes, that's exactly what they're after. That's right. And so I want to kill everything dead. I'm a predator. That's what I do. That's what I do. I have chosen this. That's the instincts. Quell the flow of life. And so these youngsters will try to stop anything that creeps or crawls or hops. Oh, there's something living. <laughs> Go kill yeah. it. I'm Except really the mouse. I have a <laughs> Wait a minute. This time, it was a mouse that got away. A very clever mouse, no doubt of that. After all, he just outfoxed a cat. But now what will he do? Oh, God. Hey, everybody. Oh, no. box. Oh, it started with me. (laughs) 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 You. Fox you, huh? But now what will he do? Just who's going to outfox who? And this is when the fox barks and the mouse squeaks. Well, so far, score one for the mouse. And what's more, he'll challenge anybody in the house. And that mouse got completely traumatized. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But it's so funny because these foxes, like, they're so confused. So brother's willing and knows exactly what to do. First, you grab him. Then a shake or two. Chomp. But what comes next? Any suggestions? No. Oh, well. I guess you just let him go. And the That mouse is 100% going to die. I know, but it just like hangs out. and didn't run away. Just like the fox took it in his mouth, shook it around. And they're like, I don't know. Just put it down. It just kind of hung out. It probably has like puncture wounds and some internal injuries. And like, wouldn't you just need a second to, to get your wits about you if you'd been held in a predator's jaws? The mouse is going to therapy. It's next to the stream, you see. They totally doped that mouse up a ton. It's like, I don't know, man, whatever. 
Hey, Fox, what's up, man? Where you been? (laughs) And so, in this time of learning, many live to run away, and death can wait for another day. (laughs) Until Until the predators get opposable thumbs and guns. That's right. The young <laughs> raccoons are nimble-footed now and strong, and they've long since entered the second phase of their training. Mother's teaching them for to forage for themselves, and this is a hunting trip. But it so happens that not far away, a family of skunks is mm-hmm. also faring forth today. This, this scene oh, is pretty fantastic. Again. And this can only lead to confusion at the crossroads. Those moms mixed up their, their little children. Mm-hmm. The skunks are squealing and there's grunting. Oh, and so if they could cute. speak, then the raccoon would clearly hear that the skunk had a French accent. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> you're a skunk. Uh, uh, little Francois, Francois, come back. That is not your parent. It is me. I'm not a raccoon. Francois, you are a raccoon. <laughs> what kind of accent does... Okay, the, I got it. The raccoon has a New York accent, of course. They'll be hey. like, hey, hey, Nikki, get back here. That's not your... What are you doing over there? Get over here. Those aren't your brothers. You ain't no fucking Frenchy frog. <laughs> hey, you know, melt. That's a French swear word. You and your stupid bagels. I like to eat a croissant. Try that. You chase some pigeons. Yankee. (laughs) Yankee doodle dandy. Yankee doodle do. (laughs) Sacre bleu. Yankee doodle don't. Hey, uh, well, watch it. Hey, guy, you know, take it easy. Okay, we're both parents. Let's uh, find some common ground here. I'm pregnant. Oh, run away. (laughs) (laughs) Scurry, scurry, scurry. The skunks regroup, hold a council of war. But it's all over now. Everything's just as it was before. Well, not quite. Mother Raccoon has three, all right. But not three of a kind. And as far as Mother Skunk, well, she drew the wrong suit, too. You see, because three of a kind. And yeah, dogs playing poker, but those are they're, raccoons. Yeah, they got mixed dogs. up. <laughs> another scuffle, another shuffle, and then each family goes its separate way again. But for at least the fun is over much too soon. He still thinks he's a part raccoon. <laughs> hey, now, are I, you bon? <laughs> I just want to take a moment and, and remind people, and if you haven't seen this movie... This is an actual movie. <laughs> yep. Everything I mean, I'm saying yes. is said in the film. It is moving pictures, sound, cut together into a coherent, <laughs> plot-driven story. Of yeah, and I think if animals. you just close your eyes and listen to what I'm saying, you'll get the whole movie. <laughs> oh, this is your favorite part. In the varied diet of the raccoons, fish <laughs> is a mainstay, and crayfish a prime delight. Mother demonstrates the right technique for angling, and now the youngster tries. But here's one little fisherman 
that's in for a big surprise. And this is when the crayfish grabs the raccoon's tail and it's it runs away. It's not a tail. It's like a tiny little fluffy triangle. It's not even, it's so small. But it runs away with the little crawfish hanging on its oh, tail. It's so cute. And there's no way that isn't staged. Absolutely no, no, oh. no way. It was not a real crayfish. It was like, it was like they took a like a clothespin and they wrapped a little crayfish body oh. around it and just put it on the tail. Uh, (laughs) fun fact uh roy disney uh uh was one of the cameramen oh (laughs) i know that uh byworks did some animation oh yeah yeah (laughs) and what animation it was huh Mm -hmm. born on a gentle wind from the lower valleys the seeds of the cottonwood fall like a summer snowstorm on wildwood heart with the passing of the summer days, there comes a time of adventure as nature awakens in her young a sense of independence. I love this movie so much. The time of adventure. <laughs> By the way, we've seen Perry a total of four seconds in this movie so far. We know oh, what right, we yeah. know. Perry is a kick-ass. Who, who, care, who cares? Ooh. There's barking, yelping, and barking. Uh, the time of adventure brings the little Martins from their hollow tree to rehearse their predatory skills with mock ferocity. <laughs> In contrast, the squirrels are creatures of purest joy. To them, the time of adventure is a time to play. And so begins a treetop circus, an aerial ballet. A so squirrel A. <laughs> And I'm picture I'm I'm seeing this as being like the equivalent to like the Brady Bunch doing their like potato sack races. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like, look, we're the fun family. <laughs> uh, but then a magpie on thievery intent presents a pointed argument that stops the show. And then there's some cawing and chattering. Uh, so I went to the grocery store the other day. <laughs> then she boldly takes her time, adding one more pine cone to a life of crime. Oh, pine cones. Magpies. Magpies are thieves. Once the magpie's gone, it's on with the show. Well, come on, let's go. Eager for any kind of playmate, Perry sees the little hummingbirds next door. To protect her precious chicks, Mother Hummingbird flies into a fit of fury. She knows that fur and feathers just don't mix. This is like, I almost wrote tell like, that to is like birdist. Tell that to the fashion icons of the world. You know, fur and feathers. Totally, yep. yep. Put that on the you're runway. A, you're a, a teeth barber. Look, <laughs> I know we don't have a ton of listeners, but I really, I really want people. <laughs> oh, this is going to do it. This is going to totally turn the tide. To, to, to use the phrase, fur and feathers don't mix as whenever, Bumper sticker. whenever you possibly can. Ooh, that's our t-shirt. Right? <laughs> fur and feathers just don't mix. Audrey, Dan, and Jimmy. People are going to think we're like part of PETA or something. Totally. Let them think it. Okay. Sounds there's it basically it sounds like anything that you want to put any meaning that you want to put on it it will totally accept as the meaning. It, yeah, it could be mixed racism. It could be anything. Oh yeah. boy. <laughs> well, 
could be about animal rights. It could like it could litter. It it's it says the the least while also saying the most. It and could be French and Brooklyn people. Yeah, it oh, could be anything. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely anything. It's just whatever the viewer brings to it is what it is. It's like when I, <laughs> I did a my friend Derek and I did a, a <laughs> ridiculous performance piece in in college where we were like. We're like, we need some kind of a visual that makes people think that what we're doing is actually meaningful when it wasn't. We were just like, <laughs> what, if we, what if we just project a picture of the continent of Africa and <laughs> immediately some everybody will think something means something because like, yeah, it well, just that's works. what. That's what humans do is they assign meaning to things. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's just, all we're supposed to do all the yeah, time. Right. And to to drive the point home, we titled it all we all I said was prostate, meaning that like there's I didn't say anything. I just said a, a word that makes you think that something's there. Fur and feathers don't mix is exactly that. It is all <laughs> I said was prostate. <laughs> yep. And and it goes on. Uh oh, maybe she's right. So Perry sets out to find someone more her kind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now let's see. Anybody in this aspen tree? Yep, there sure <laughs> is. Do you know what's in that aspen tree? Flying squirrel. Uh, wood. Flying squirrel. Yeah. Oh, that such a thing should happen to a daytime napping flying squirrel. That poor squirrel. It's a He's, squirrel. He's getting out of here. Perry is very much impressed. What a perfect way to travel. It looks like sheer delight. She simply has to try this for herself. Oops. Don't have the takeoff time just right. We'll try again. Now with perfect confidence, Perry Mm. takes the air. But when she spreads her wings, they just aren't there. Oh, yeah, God. so Frank, I built this uh, slingshot. You could just put the squirrel. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and by the way, the 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 fall shot is easily four hundred feet. Like she falls yeah. forever. Oh no! Although she lands unhurt, this is the new. This the is the one we land. The, the one we see land. That's Sorry, right. Phil, <laughs> that one fell from a height of one foot. They just yeah, like out landed of the... on their feet. Yeah. Although she lands unhurt, this is the one place Perry's always feared to go. The I'm dreadful gonna, world of far below. I'm going to try to get this one to land in the the grill because <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> lunchtime. <laughs> And she has a right to fear there are monsters here. And there's a giant bunny, like a face, a giant bunny face. (laughs) Covers the whole screen. Yeah, I've never understood why bunnies are monsters. Yeah. Well, could go a squirrel. Yeah. But, (laughs) I mean... I mean, I know where they're going with it, but I don't know why <laughs> they chose the rabbit. Well, now, what was that? Well, that was a ground squirrel. Perry's fear at once is gone. She feels there's a kinship here, a friend at last. He even lets her share his lunch till Perry makes one small mistake. She eats too much, too fast. And then that squirrel, you know, squeals her away. It, it like chatters at her. There's a lot of squirrel chattering, you know. Yeah, like, yeah there's a lot of that. Especially, oh, just wait, Poro. Mm. All right. Harry doesn't want to lose her newfound friend over just a little spat, and so she tries to make it up. But 
newfound friend, it seems, has taken in the welcome mat. Ooh. That's what you get. Because tree and ground don't mix. Mm-hmm. That's right. Fern Can't feathers. you see? They're all the same. They're all connected. In the same. <laughs> yeah, but it's 1957, so yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, <laughs> they don't mix in 57. Right. It's like how you know early Greeks didn't see blue because they didn't have a word like, for it. I just people wish... watching this in 1957 are like, hell yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they don't mix. Well, of course, it seems proper. <laughs> he's from the ground, he's from the air. They just don't mix. That's not proper. You should stick it's, to our own kind. It's not been done before. <laughs> then then uh, West Side Story comes out and just rocks the world. <laughs> In this strange world of below, even the trees grow much too short. Just about as short as everybody's temper. Mm-hmm. That's when a bird tries to get Perry out of the tree. Jeez. Chirp, chirp. So this is. This is like the second, the middle part of uh, Alice in Wonderland, well, or the, everything is turning against her. Yeah, or the part with uh, Snow White in the forest. Right now, this brings me to to an interesting uh, thing because there happens to be a petition out there called the Perry Petition that oh, um, did you start we it? what? <laughs> so, as many of you know. Um, Splash Mountain is getting turned into a, a Princess and the Frog ride, as it should. Um, and some people from the Supreme Resort group and myself have decided to draft an actual, this is an actual petition on change.org. Oh, oh my no. God. The purpose of this petition is to formally request that Disneyland commemorate Perry, one of Disney's most delightful but under underappreciated films, by creating a new land in a new ride in Disneyland's Critter Country. Mm-hmm. Then goes into the the history of Perry, the book and the movie, and basically what we are trying to do, what we what what Disney should do is they should close down the Winnie the Pooh ride and mm-hmm. make. Right, and it's interesting that you bring up Snow White's Scary Adventures because they could just make the ride Snow White's Scary Adventures, but yeah. squirrels and rabbits. Perry's <laughs> Scary Adventures. Perry's Scary Adventures. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. there's scary trees. There's oh, and by the way, Dan, this this uh, it's perfect that you're doing. I mean, throughout this so far, you've just led me to the very next thing that happens because there can be. A cameo because deeper in the forest, Perry comes upon a most ex- unexpected and exciting thing. She catches a glimpse of the great forest king himself, Bambi. Yep. Dang. So go ahead, go on over to change, change.org, search for the Perry petition, put your name on it. And Bambi can be ride. in that ride. He has yep. two for one princesses. Yep. Oh, wait, Bambi's That's a it. king. Sorry. Yep. Nope, it's it totally works. But and one of Bambi's children. Squirrels for it. Yes, that. Oh my gosh, he has real squirrels. They're <laughs> <laughs> jumping on people. These <laughs> animatronics are so real. <laughs> I'm all for it. One of Bambi's children is drinking in the brook. Perry drops down for a closer look. The fawn is friendly. By the way, another Disney princess. Mm. And Perry senses this, knows she won't be harmed. Cute. But now, so cute. now in the distance, a clamor grows oh. and soon becomes a wild alarm. Somewhere in the wildwood heart, a killer's on the loose again. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. They're squawking. Raven's calling. Hey, what's up? How you doing? <laughs> Blind to all except her homing instinct, Perry comes at last upon her nesting tree and finds mm. catastrophe. Ugh. Mother, sister, brothers are all yep. gone. They yep. got eaten. Not alive. one Not one. Oh my gosh! And they and like now, show the foaming blood trickling mm-hmm. out of the Martin's mouth. Um, I think so, it's a Raven. Oh, evermore. Well, this is the- what what I'm realizing now is more and more that this 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 movie's a little bit of that whole monomyth thing, you know, lost journey, test return. Yes. that the it's loss the of of their of the family and she kind of travels symbolically to the underworld when she travels to the earth, you know, down in the danger mm-hmm. zone. Um, yes. And then, you know, she journeys and, uh, well, and we'll get to those parts of the plot next, but yeah, yeah. Now, as a matter of fact, and now it's Perry's turn to look upon the face of death. Mm. Perry dashes for the brook, by the way, there's a Raven calling and the Martins Ka-ka. growling. Brr. Perry dashes for the brook. The, ro- the ruse succeeds, for here's a barrier that makes the Martin pause. She hates the water and never swims, except in direst need. And so Perry's safe again, but not for long. The wildcat decides to wait. He senses that his prey cannot escape. But now Perry hears a voice much like her own, and very near, this is Poro. Hell <gasps> yes, Poro He's- is the man. He's noisy, brave, and brash, and quite often very rash. He considers this his sovereign he has a rash? domain. Yes. Oh, so. it's very itchy. It was scratchy. It's <laughs> just like the, <laughs> never mind. Uh, Poro, then we Poro, Poro, Poro is awesome. Poro's mm-hmm. awesome. He's got like he's got two homes. First mm-hmm. of all, okay, like, yeah, but like tree. neither yeah, one of them has floor. anything yeah. on the walls. It's like completely bare. There's the maybe a, a Pulp Fiction poster up in one of them, and it <laughs> smells the like gym poster. socks. Right, he's, got, he's got okay, Poro. You know, a couple of Yankee candles isn't going to make your place smell any better. Cleaning he's will. He's got a lot to learn, and and I think I think <laughs> okay, sure, yeah. Help help him embrace his. Oh sure, life. yeah. Perry has to do it. She has to pick up the no, emotional no, it, labor it, of it, teaching Poro uh, how to live. As he doesn't, he doesn't know that he loves Perry yet. I mean, he's, he's <laughs> he hasn't gone through that. I think Poro is like he's like the the the, the guy who like if you if you if, if your sister is dating this guy, you're like, okay, I'm really glad she found this like. He's kind of rough around the the edges, but he mm-hmm. knows how to take care of business. Like he's he's got a lot to learn still, but like he's yeah. he, he's going to figure it out. He's yes. going to protect her. And this what is, is that this is the in- narrator's description. <laughs> he considers this his sovereign domain, and he's mm-hmm. out to rout this pesky cat. Yes, he's entitled lead, to it. Ooh. Right, lead the foe in a merry chase, lure him up a skimpy tree, mm-hmm. then shout insults in his face. Yeah, no, Poro should be played by Ed- Edris Elba in oh. the uh, the remake that's going to be <laughs> that's bound to happen. Live action. Live action. All right. Yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is Poro's strategy for wildcats, and it always seems to work. In the center of Poro's private estate, there is an ancient log 
It's called a midden. Here, many generations of squirrels have stored their food and hidden from their enemies. The litter of shells and husks around this log form the midden waste. And this, in turn, becomes a perfect place for hiding food supplies. Nearby is Poro's private drinking pool, and bathing in this water source is frowned upon, of course. He's got it all. Wow. Mm -hmm. Being very young, Poro has recently claimed this territory as his own. And so he spends much of his time collecting raw materials of bark and grass to build his bachelor home. His house is nearly finished, though. Just has to hang the door. The walls are firm. The roof is strong. In fact, the only weakness is the floor, which is when he falls through the bottom of his house. Ugh, Poro. He still needs to get his Sin City City posters framed. That's right. (laughs) He doesn't quite have those yet, but will. (laughs) This would be a sorry plight for a less determined squirrel, but Poro sets to work at once to mend his oversight. It takes some time for Perry to lose her lethargy of fear, but with the danger gone, she's aware that now she too is on her own. Mm. Obedient to natural law, which means, you know, can't be alone. Have you Uh, or a loved one recently suffered? Come to Wildwood Hard Law Offices. We'll protect you. We only obey natural law. Have you been unlawfully evicted by a family of Martins just trying to live? Well, come to us. We'll represent you. In the court of nature. In the court of nature. In the court of natural law. Please disseminate this email if it's not intended for your eyes. Yes, you too can appear before three owls in green diplomas and little graduate hats. The coverage may not be bound or altered by leaving a voicemail message. <laughs> leave your leave your message at the beep. <laughs> or chirp. Chirp! Also, if anyone's figured out how to glue a pair of glasses to an owl, please tell them. <laughs> Are you in the market for beaver-sized hard hats? Oh my god. <laughs> Was your beaver dab full of asbestos? <laughs> Mesothelioma. Uh, so oh, now I will protect you from those the beavers that filled your lungs with asbestos. Call the number on your screen now. Say habla espanol. <laughs> I will fight for you. I will fight for you with more passion than the words that I am saying to the camera with my mouth. Thank you. Now, <laughs> see, Nissan loves you. Because, oh! you, know, you know, it's like the next ad that comes up on the TV. Since we're doing ads, I feel like now is a really good time um, to mention that if you <laughs> would like to send or a, a message one. or a loved one would like to send a message to anybody from uh, a celebrity from the 80s. Steve Gutenberg is out there for <laughs> as a cameo. And you. <laughs> Oh, yes. (laughs) You can go over to Steve Gutenberg's cameo, and for a reasonable price, he will say happy birthday. I don't know if he's going to sing or not. He will wish, you know, he'll pass on whatever greetings you would like to pass on to the people in your life. Uh, Steve Gutenberg, please get in touch with us. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
spontaneous emotional response. <laughs> so, listen, Perry, she knows her place. <laughs> She's obedient to natural law. Right. She will not intrude upon the realm of Poro. For the present, she will live alone. Not far away, Perry comes upon the ruin of a giant tree. Yeah, although the, although the penthouse here is occupied by... Dan, who's it occupied by? Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, raccoon. Yes, down below. And on the other side, Perry finds an ideal home. And by the law of Wildwood Heart, she claims it for her own. One look around and Perry's off in search of food. To the spotted skunk who has the basement flat, this isn't good. It's always been a quiet neighborhood. To be honest, Perry is not the ideal neighbor, once she starts to chatter, there's just no way to stop her. And wow. worse than that, she's a chronic cone dropper. <laughs> and it lands on the little, it lands on the skunk's it bonk, head. Oh, it bonks bonk. right on the little noggin. He gets a noggin Jerry. bonk. Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Yeah. Jerry, all you got to do is you just throw, you got to get the arch. You got to get the, the, if you throw, look. <laughs> You you hit the cans earlier. Oh, now you just hit the skunk. Let me let me try again. Okay, let me almost got it. Okay. Oh, you almost got it. So close. Are you okay. filming here? Let me get it. I'll get it this time. We've stapled the skunk's feet to the floor. It's fine. So just, oh my god! Go anywhere. They uh, hate it when you do this. Uh, yeah. Then so I, that, I think it's out of juice. It's out of spray. We, it's. <laughs> We've already tormented all the juice. <laughs> yeah. Then we hear the this the uh, the skunk squeal with the the cone dropping on its head. Uh, but within the Martin's brain, Perry's image is fading fast. Still, she feels the need to overpass this brook, and now she finds the means. Perry's fate rides on the fickle current, but in the end. The Martin meets complete defeat. So this is the scene where the Martin is trying to cross the water and it falls into the water again. This is a theme, by the way. Just learn to (laughs) swim, you idiot. (laughs) Stupid (laughs) Martin. Dumb Martin. I don't even know what a Martin is. It's a Martin was a TV show that was on. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) Damn, Gina, I can't swim. Uh, we need to we need to overlay this movie it's hard we just need to redo it and have all of our voiceovers I'd love jerry. that hey jerry <laughs> they, so, hate they hate it <laughs> and so perry finds security at last and perhaps in some vague way she already senses that her destiny is fast entwined with her neighbor in the nearby tree Poro, who still labors hopefully with this vast, unruly mess of moss and grass he calls a nest. The days grow short. A time of change begins. The air is crisp and cold. Nature. I'm sorry. Just something you're on Audrey earlier about gym socks. It just hit me now. (laughs) Which part? The days grow short. No, oh, the gym socks are the his yeah. nest of moths. Yeah, yeah, because it's like <laughs> gym socks. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like I got a bachelor pad now. <laughs> Check it, it out. Smells like 
like moldy shorts and gym socks and <laughs> one like vanilla birch Yankee chandle. This Yankee is Yankee chandle. Yankee chandle. <laughs> Babe, this is chicken cordon blue. It's a piece of chicken with a slice of ham on top of it. Oh, and, and I made and some rice. String cheese and string cheese wrapped around. Oh, yeah, I know how to cook. This <laughs> Salisbury steak is from the nation of Salisbury. <laughs> it's near Austria. Let's watch Baywatch the movie. <laughs> so, yeah, you want to play hide the nuts? <laughs> 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 this part is really pretty though in the movie the 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 air is crisp and cold nature points her trees with autumn hues paints her trees with autumn hues and all of wildwood heart becomes a symphony in gold <laughs> this is act three autumn is a time of preparing and poro in a perfect frenzy of haste is determined that not a single pine cone shall go to waste Perry, too, is busy gathering winter stores, and on one of these crisp autumn days, she goes beyond the limits of her own territory, deep into a part of Wildwood Heart. Mm. She's never seen before. So far from home, she gets confused, and to find her bearings, she climbs a tree. Don't do it, Perry. The simple act turns out to be a very grave mistake. Yeah. This is the grove of the crooked aspen yes <laughs> crooked the ass <laughs> Cro- crooked ass <laughs> the trees twisted and deformed by some violent and long forgotten storm to perry it's a strange and frightening it's like it's almost like the rainbow caves of trees or like the um the vines outside of maleficent's tower Ooh, totally yeah nice and yeah, then she no, gets on the ground and she sees a snake. How did that snake get there? Like, what did they fly that in from Madagascar? <laughs> I don't know. Sure How did a big ass snake like that exist in the middle of Utah? Yeah, so or, or, or Wyoming. So couldn't have real animals in the Jungle Cruise, so I just have this snake. It's been sitting around. My kids are freaked out. This but- is when my my cat Sorsha walked out because it just wasn't believable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it named after that Irish actress? Uh, so- Sorsha Ronan. Sorsha Ronan. No, I don't know what she's named after. She's a rescue. She oh. had that name. Yeah, she's a little tell girl. You? I love her so much. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> oh, did you say Sorsha? Yeah, Sorsha. It's like I am Groot. Yeah. The snake's the snake's really not a threat. Somehow, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, Perry yeah. senses this, and yet. She takes no chances because this the snake was filmed on a different set. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there were no Sorry, filmed in a different state. Yes. It's just as well for an aspen grove, death also dwells. Oh. This is a private hunting ground of the swift and cunning weasel. There's some growls. Perry has a small advantage in the tree. The weasel isn't quite as nimble as a marten. And Perry might elude her enemy, but now she takes a one-way path and puts herself in double jeopardy. Mm. Daily double. (laughs) Then Alex Trebek comes on. That was weird. I am so strange. After Alex Trebek, a giant T-Rex showed up because, you know, the stakes can't get any higher. 
but they they do. <laughs> they oh, don't do. worry though, because after chatter, squawking, chirping, yelping, and screeches, I'm not going to bother. The, the goshawk's talons find the weasel. Perry oh. is free. Perry outsmarted a gosh darn goshawk. Gosh, gosh, goshawk. Just for the record, I thought of that before I started speaking. Or after I started. Basically, I wasn't just trying to make the... So what I was trying to say is that Perry's a badass. Yeah, yeah. totally. And then I saw the joke. And or incredibly like, lucky. How many Perrys do you think there were? <laughs> like the 17 <laughs> that didn't like get hundred. Only one Perry. The winds of late autumn, as, as though jealous of the lovely leaves, rip through Wildwood Heart and tear them in a golden fury from the trees. And these winds blow ill far more than one. Far now down comes his castle. For now, down comes his castle, Poro and all. I'm telling you, Mother, my script will be a delight. And you <laughs> will see it is out of sight. That's right. I Sorry. love it, son, so very much. Won't I you like, come and have like some brunch? This. I like this part. This was good. The winds of late autumn, as though jealous of the lovely leaves, rip through Wildwood Heart and tear them in a golden fury from the trees. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's it's, good. This was like the ASMR section of the movie because there's like a lot of wind noises. A lot of wind. You know, yeah. and like, but better. So, yeah. And what it says, and I'm going to read this again because it's better if I read it right. And these winds blow ill. For more than one, for now down comes his castle, Poro, Poro and all. Yeah, oh. it up again. Well, this time it's too late to try again. So Poro takes refuge inside his midden log. After all, <laughs> it's well supplied and probably safer than his tree. Smells less like tube socks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, a, a squirrel. For the Axe body spray. That's right. <laughs> Swagger. This is the part that, that like the ASMR. No, what is it? The the ADR, like the the, the foley. There's a bunch of foley in this part. Oh, it goes yeah. in mm-hmm. like a squirrel could be very happy here. That is, if he enjoys noise. And there's like, some rabbits thumping, but it's like yeah, a it's pair like, of bongo drums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, there's chirping and pattering continues, and there's squeals to get a foot in the face in one's dwelling place is bad enough, but when an amorous grouse uses your house to rehearse, mm. that's worse. Amorous grouse uses your house to rehearse. That's worse. Yeah, and yeah. that was because it was practicing its mating. This is Monster winter time. <laughs> yeah, <mom's> spaghetti. <laughs> sweater spaghetti. It's already. Already. Yeah. <laughs> what if Eminem wrote the script? Oh my god! Right, he was not born. <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. I the think my mom ready. was born. My mom and dad were both alive, but they were babies. Mom's spaghetti. Yeah. Did your mom make spaghetti in '57? My mom makes really good spaghetti, but mm. I always ruin it with a lot of hot sauce because I Ooh, like hot sauce. Hot sauce is good. Yeah. What it's kind the of hot sauce for Oh, go ahead. What kind of hot sauce for spaghetti? Cholula or Tabasco. Mm. I like Cholula. Yeah. Cholula's good. I like a see, I'm a big believer that every hot sauce has a purpose. Yes, mm. me too. You can't just put sriracha on anything, you know? You right. gotta think you gotta be mindful about your your You're hot sauce. About your cat again? 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> Sriracha. Sriracha, sushi, Sorsha, Scorch, Scorcha do. Um, my good girl. All right, Dan, so, pepperoni pizza. What, okay. What's the hot sauce for pepperoni pizza? Uh, um, just straight Tabasco. Yeah, yeah. That I was going to say. Yeah. Have you How ever put dogs? garlic honey on it? On pizza? Mm, so not. good. Garlic honey or honey garlic? Garlic honey. You ferment garlic cloves oh. in raw honey for a couple weeks, Sounds and then good. you have this delicious elixir that you can put on pizza, and your little mouth sweet, is just spicy. Like, mm. Oh, mm, ah, yum. Mm. Uh, yeah. So it's the it's the raccoon that decides it, though. This time, somebody's got to go, and of course, it's Poro. And so Knight finds Poro in his tree again, but unprotected now and there's an owl hooting in the background poro squeals luckily in a nearby aspen tree poro finds a warm inviting nest but before he even gets a chance to rest there's a beaver chewing the tree down no well nowhere else to go this is it look out below it was not staged at all at no point at no point was was our our characters the uh the the production hands saying like what if we take this hole <laughs> that's in this tree and we set it up and we put the little guy in there and they probably called him a little guy just to be cute it's like come on little, little fella guy. come on little fella we got we got a little peanut butter in there and some bacon because it's 1956 seven so whatever we don't really know what you eat and then just get Spam? in there and it's like but this is under the guise of these are the same shot. I mean, the beaver chewing down the tree and the shot of Poro, two different things. Yeah, but it's mm. film editing. You can just cut together whatever footage you want and then like a plot forms. Yeah. Oh, I see. Sorry. And so for poor, proud Poro, there remains but one alternative. Although he is by birth a treetop dweller, now must he live all winter long beneath the earth. Now, through many days and nights, nature, ground mis- grand mistress of design, redecorates her stage in white. And with each dawn, another time of beauty lies upon the land. At first, this is a time of silence, too. But Wait, as the morning sun... Yeah. Can you... Can you... That I, We have to stop there because the line at first, this is a time of silence, too. The sound in the movie gets real weird and it sounds mm-hmm. like there's like a crazy echo and it was like mm-hmm. whoa it felt very trippy while i was watching it yes just I wait didn't catch that just wait the trippy is just about to begin yeah I, right and i i <laughs> i'm gonna unironically say that if you really want to get the best the most out of this movie don't don't listen any <laughs> because what's about to happen is insane and it's way better if you don't know that it's coming okay go (laughs) okay uh so uh uh, oh yeah for perry uh with her stare of winter food winter is a time of waiting but not for the martin indeed Mm -hmm. this is her time of greatest need the snow provides a cover for her natural prey and to allay her first her thirst for blood <laughs> she's in a constant frenzy <laughs> still perry feels quite secure and out of reach of the sun she joins her friend the mouse the winter tenant of a robin's empty house 
the same mouse from before. Birdhouse, a cute little mouse in a birdhouse. Just one look at this tempting meal across the brook makes the Martin try her luck once more. On the water's whim, Perry's fate ride once again, but this time too, the current turns the Martin back. Nature has many designs for winter living. Squirrels are semi-hibernators, which simply means they eat a little, sleep a lot, and in Perry's case at least, have the oddest dreams. This time, her dream begins as Perry hears an eerie but familiar sound. There's the owl. And then an ancient enemy appears, but soon the vision fades, dissolves, becomes but one small part of a winter fantasy in wild art. Oh my god. Go ahead, Dan. <laughs> okay. It's a dream sequence. This <laughs> is the dream sequence. It is a dream, a squirrel dream sequence. Okay, so here's the first thing. <laughs> movie is <laughs> I mean if you take it at its <laughs> face value it's intended to be I mean they call it a real life fantasy but for all we can tell it's intended to be kind of a true life actual documentary about life adventure yeah true life fantasy up until this point fantasy. it's a documentary about so far animals. it's plausible it's yeah. It's at least plausible that, sure. okay, the intent of this movie is to show the life of a squirrel and all of her woodland creatures, including Bambi. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking maybe, okay, well, maybe Bambi is just included for the kids because it's a Disney movie. And then you get a goddamn dream sequence and it's a oh squirrel. Oh, my God. Squirrels, we get to watch a dream of a yes. squirrel. This is where Ubiworks comes into play. <laughs> the I owl. guarantee a young David Lynch was watching this movie. Oh God! <laughs> he was it's like, "Mother, <laughs> I found my calling." <laughs> a couple of highlights from said dream sequence: oh. it starts with an owl's eye, which yeah. then fades into a moon. So the mm. eye becomes the moon. Nice flying dissolve. squirrels. Flying squirrels give way to snowflake crystals, which shatter Ooh. into an owl. A bunny magically appears. Oh no! Other animals appear from snow and play out their winter scenes. Animated snowflakes. Yes, <laughs> then they disappear. By the way, I wrote that. That was that was not. Oh, the narrator! Wow. <laughs> well done. And the the owls, uh, coat call whatever whatever they're called that they say the thing the owl says in the dream. <laughs> I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. it played backwards. It's yeah, well, they did some reverse footage, too, that was really yeah. trippy, and I really don't like it, because, I don't know, <laughs> it was just too obvious. It was really, it was kind of unnerving, um, and uh, they, like... Said, what if there was a little man who was dancing around in the snow? What if What if the, it, the snow looks fake as hell? It honestly looks like they covered a set in a bunch of fake snow, and then, like, tossed a few owls around, and, like... A squirrel, flying squirrel, and then shot all of it, and then called it a day. How is this a real place? Am I crazy? <laughs> no, the movie is not you. <laughs> oh, I think we lost. <clears throat> Any more about uh, the the dream sequence, Dan, that you'd like to highlight? Well, there's okay. There's the. By the way, the mon- this is a squirrels 
dream <laughs> sequence. <laughs> We're watching the dream of a, of a squirrel. I, so where are the nuts? There should be so totally. many more acorns and There's stuff. So like, many rabbits. Oh, Poro's coming. Don't worry. What do you think a dog dreams about? Dogs probably dream about running and chasing things. Mm-hmm, totally. And eating. And white. Yep. There's like none to- of that in this in this dream think, sequence. I think they dream about like what their life would be like as as a human. And mm. it's probably like it's probably like some weird sitcom where it's just like, well, I would probably work in a factory somewhere. But oh no, and I forgot my pants. Oh, oh and the oh, dentist oh, is today. Oh god. <laughs> Good thing I'm a dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's um this is very much the Oklahoma Dream Ballet sequence. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's um, so many rabbits. Mm-hmm. This, there's a lot. From snow. Yeah. And just like, and there's rabbits. There is a lot Sprinkle, of sparkle. Put into this. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know why it's there. But it's, it's not as long as the Oklahoma Dream sequence. It's actually rather short. It it right. it made this movie. This is the best part of this movie because oh, wow. it's so inexplainable, unexplainable, inexplicable, mm-hmm. ridiculous. It is this. The dream sequence is the creamy center of this Twinkie that is a movie. It, it, <laughs> it's just, it's like because I I remember watching it. I because you're watching this movie and you're thinking like at no point are you thinking. Yeah, there's probably going to be a dream sequence or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at no point, at no point, because it's a documentary. It's yeah. presented so far as a documentary, basically. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like that moment in Interstellar when you see Matt Damon, and you're like, "What? Matt Damon's in this movie?" <laughs> and then part of your brain kind of goes, "Well, they never said Matt Damon isn't in this movie, so I guess." <laughs> You still like you still never fully recover, and the whole time you're like, "That's Matt Damon. Why is Matt Damon in this movie?" <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't take anything away, but you're just like, "I didn't know I Matt, I wasn't ready for Matt Damon." <laughs> this is this is what this is. It's like I'm sure it's, it's a, in the book. I'm sure it, I'm sure it makes what sense. a twist, eh? Yeah. Like now that you, when you put it that way, it's like I never. Gosh, you know they never. The movie never said that they that the Titanic wasn't gonna sink or something. <laughs> like, you know? Right? Or like, it's, it's not like yeah. It's not like at the very beginning, Walt Disney's like at his desk that he was always at, where he's just like, in this movie, we are not gonna have a dream sequence. Enjoy. So, <laughs> at least we can say it's not predictable. It's a good no. watch for that reason. It's like it is <laughs> just. Even when you know it's coming, it's jarring. (laughs) (laughs) I've watched this movie. It's so conservatively more than 10, less than 20 times. And every single single time I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a dream sequence (laughs) (laughs) about a squirrel. And it's a squirrel's dream that I'm watching. (laughs) It just really makes me feel just like a squirrel. <laughs> well, I'm I'm happy to tell you both that um, we're very close to the end, and I realized <laughs> I had duplicated three pages of stuff, so we're real close. <laughs> yeah, it, we're basically we're yeah, bringing it on. This is Act Four <laughs> after the dream sequence. The winter passes. Because there spring. is a dream sequence. Yes. <laughs> Dan, hold on. I just want to say a quick yeah. 
I'm going to apologize in advance for all uh-huh. of the swears. Okay, that's fine. Is that it? Yeah. Okay, oh, great. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so the winter passes and spring comes again to Wildwood Heart and to the mountain meadow. Of all of nature's many times and seasons, this is the happiest. For this is the time of together. AKA fucking <laughs> time. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go ahead and make life more difficult for myself and say, this is a straight up song. <laughs> yeah. You're going to play it? Yeah, Missionary I- only. Right. I so there's a song there's a song that plays and this is not the original version. It's it's the Jimmy Dodd version with some other person, but it's it's very close. <laughs> oh wait, no, 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 no. While he's finding that No, oh no. This, this is together time. One That's, is too few, two is just right. Oh my god. Did I? Oh no! Oh no! Did I? Oh, do something I, I can. I have it. I don't oh, know what the tone t- is. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna edit this part out. I don't know how well I'm going to be able to edit that. So I'm just going to say that we're back and here's the song. It's th- this is a version that is, I think it's, it is actually, cause I had to download it <laughs> in a frenzy just now. Um, <laughs> I, think, I mean, purchase, I purchased it um, <laughs> with money. I made it. I made this myself and um, I think it's the original song, but it probably includes a narration from Jimmy Dodd. Finally, spring came again to Wildwood Heart, and all the animals chose their hey, mates. I just said that. For this was the time of together. Here we go. Perry and Poro, like all the others, fell in love and met on an old log. Poro sang a little love song, and Perry sang right Ooh. back. So this is if white, if Wonder Bread made. Like a song, it would be this. And apparently, this is Perry. Perry, well, happy hours, good for them. I do enjoy picturing Perry in a little, like, you know, cocktail dress. Hey, I bet you do. Or microphone. That's right. That's right. No but no more than that because that's wrong and it goes against nature. Right. God. Man and woman only. All of you, all you animals, you read your Bible that we gave you. Come. Hey, Perry, did you hear that? I'm going to touch it. Come Frogs croaking. Uh-huh. So, 
so stupid. And we see all the animals frolicking. Yeah, all them frolicking, but no actual, you know, copulation. Yeah, we don't see Perry and Poro. No, because, you know, kids are watching. Right. So they have to understand that it's together time. Clearly a film made for children. Well, mommy and daddy haven't had together time in ages, and mommy's fed up. <laughs> Daddy's getting his together time with another person. <laughs> Dad, Daddy's having together time with this bowling league. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy's gonna have <laughs> together time with this glass of Chardonnay. <laughs> Where's my shard? Then all at once, just as Perry and Poro were about to touch noses, oh, oh. Uh, right to touch the tips. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Babe. Just touch the my tip. T- <laughs> babe. <laughs> babe. Hey, babe. Come here. What's babe. up, babe? Just two. Two is just right, babe. babe. You smell anything special? I put it on something. <laughs> babe. It's called, it's called got, fire. It's put the wild. towel down. <laughs> No, no, don't, don't open that trunk. Don't open the jet trunk, <laughs> babe. What's like, in here? My my mom's ashes is in there, babe. It's just don't. It's fine. Is this a babe. strap on, <laughs> babe? What the heck, <laughs> babe? Pizza's almost here. I got. Could you? I need you to just like watch outside the window. And Do you want me to clean you up or anything? You, want, you, you good, babe? <laughs> babe, let's. let's babe. Let me, we can watch. <laughs> All right. Watch, Watch Sex in the City or something. Just like, just don't, just don't, don't look, don't look in that trunk. Nothing. It's nothing. Babe, babe, the time of like, I want to find another tree and like, totally gonna get a bigger tree. It's gonna be totally high up. Look, look, look. I know, I know, you don't care about this, but like, I want to get. I don't. No, but, but I'm going to keep listening to you because you won't stop talking. <laughs> when I make it into junior varsity, I'm going to, I'm uh-huh. going to like, I'm going to, well, I just wanted to, let, I really, I just wanted to mention that I was going to get into junior varsity. Okay, sure. That's not impressive at all, but babe, go off. Babe, your support, it's going to get me there. And like, I mean, you let me take, you let me copy your notes from science class. And that's so cool. That's so cool. Babe, where are you going? I'm leaving. <laughs> Bye. Babe. Oh, hi, Steven. How are you? <laughs> Steven. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, sorry. I bonked my microphone with my glass of water. <clears throat> That's not in the movie. Oh, what kind of animal is that? A robot? <laughs> are, is this podcast having a dream sequence? <laughs> <laughs> That totally was our dream sequence. Okay. The time of together comes to every creature in Wildwood Heart. And so on one of those bright spring mornings, Perry awakens, towel at her side, with a new awareness in her breast. In her tip. With with new awareness in her supple bosom. The barrier between... For a second, I want to say real seriously, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's not over yet. 
wait, hold on, wait, wait, wait. The barrier between herself and Poro have been withdrawn. Uh-huh. This the hymen Harry- is broken. <laughs> this very clearly understands her time of together has come. Her moment of fulfillment is at hand. On the midden lay below, per- Poro also knows and pours his all into a soulful mating call. Ugh. Babe! <laughs> <laughs> Harry speaks and Poro's weak then she sees that he needs to be encouraged so she leaves her tree to join him on the midden Poro finds this close proximity even more unnerving of course she is bewitching and he would mention this except he's taken with a sort of speechless twitching Perry She's coaxes. not intimidating. You're intimidated. Okay, Poro? That's right. Perry coaxes. That's it. And the bashful Poro would, of course, give in, but he never gets the chance. Because there's thunder clapping, fire, the dread destroyer, all wild thing fear. Perry, terrified, races for the safety of the tree. But in a forest fire, this is where the greatest danger lies. Poro senses this, tries to call her down. Now, driven by the flames, Poro too must seek a refuge. Now, the heat and smoke become much too much to bear. Poro makes a desperate try, his winter home beneath the ground. There may be safety here, but for Perry, every hope it seems is lost, as all of Wildwood Heart becomes a seething holocaust. Mm. All the all the all the fluffy soft things. No. Just in time, Perry breaks the grip of fear when nature, in another change of mood, sends down the cooling rains the mountain wilderness is spared. Only Wildwood Heart will wear the mark of fire, and this too in time, nature will repair. It's no surprise, of course, that Poro rises from the ruins. Safe and sound, he sees the desolation all around, but doesn't wait to mourn or meditate. He hurries straight for Perry's burned-out pine tree snag. Because he's gone. He has no gone. feeling of alarm, no thought of what. Babe, you in there, babe? Remember when from that fire? Like it's this is God's way of telling us that we need to like go to prom together. Okay. <laughs> oh my God! Like, look. I've, I'm not, I don't even care about Stacy. Okay. Like it's, it's you, it's been you this whole time. And I know that you don't really like Steven. I mean, I look, I, so Rebecca in math class told me that, that the only reason you got with Steven was to make me jealous and it, okay. It worked, babe. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying we need to go to terror under the pines. <laughs> This is which is the name of the theme for our prom at our fourth. (laughs) (laughs) But wait, you're you're wrong, Dan, because he (laughs) has no feeling of alarm, no thought that Perry may have come to harm. If Perry isn't here, he will find her. Poro should have waited just a little longer, for Perry too remembers she has a rendezvous to keep. I was just out with my girlfriends looking for. We were looking for Babe, dresses. We were I at knew the Macy's. You were it's okay. I'm here for you. Yeah, I'm I was gonna, just at the Macy's. I'm, 
I'm going to support you and love you forever because that's like just if you just we can go to prom. I'll get a limo. Like okay. my dad's friend has a limo rental okay. company. And I mean, it could just be, I mean, we could go with some friends, but I would kind of just yeah. want it to be us. Guys, okay. they haven't seen each other. They keep missing each other. You're not there yet. <laughs> oh my God. We're terrible okay. improvisers. We'll do this part later. <laughs> do that part later. She has a rendezvous to keep. And so she preens, prepares, and then sets out to find the midden log. Quite unaware that all the while, there's been a witness here. The bridge, so long denied. And this time... The forest fire has supplied. Perry finds the midden log, but again. not her mate. And at this most untimely time, she calmly settles down to wait. Enter Poro, returning from his quest. Perry hears the warning, knows that danger is near, but where? One instant more may be too late. And so Poro, Poro, by the way, in English, means one, a Ooh. vegetable. Uh, <laughs> a Wait, marijuana cigarette. What's Those the, are the two meanings of poro? What language is it? Oh, okay, thanks. In Spanish, either means a vegetable or a marijuana cigarette. That's what poro <laughs> means. Okay. And peri means rock. <laughs> huh. And so okay. poro makes the utmost sacrifice. Though death may be the price, he will attract the Martin to himself. How brave. Mm hmm. Look Perry at me sees. over here. I'm chopping carrots. <laughs> Perry sees and Perry knows. <laughs> it is the kill. And now the moment after, never is the forest quite so still. Mm. Perry is aware of death. She is bereft and mourns her loss. <laughs> She's been in this movie, so of course. <laughs> her entire family was eaten by a Martin. But it was the wildcat, by crow. the way. There was a wildcat. It was the Martin that the wildcat takes away. Yeah, we Nor all saw will that. Perry grieve for Poro very long because you see, there is no need. He always could outwit that cat. And here's the living proof of that. You sly Perry, devil. Perry hears and feels within her breast. Her tit. A warm, <laughs> a warm upwelling happiness. And so nature in her wondrous way writes the happy ending to our play. Or mm. the, uh, the, the, the guy who wrote the movie does. What was his name? Hold on. Kyle. What was his name? The Kyle. name of the... <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> uh, Kyle uh, Johnson. <clears throat> no, it's much, it's much more square than that. Uh, <laughs> Melvin? Something like that. It's like Melvin. <laughs> Let's see. Who wrote this damn thing? Perry, 1957 film. Yes, here it comes. Written by and narrated by Winston Hibbler. Winston Hibbler. What a guy. Perry, yep. Together time is the time to share. Together He's happy time is the time beyond of year when turns over and spring is Damn, this sounds like that band that you told us about that was oh, like totally. three sisters. Yeah. <laughs> so no hesitating. These happy hours beyond compare. All nature is waiting, so no hesitating. This is together. One is too few, two is just right. 
I just learned some scene work, babe. There's all these carrots to chop and all these dishes to dry. Oh, God. Yeah, you really got to do Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) The end. Thank God. (laughs) Woo. That's Perry. Yep. (laughs) I think we did well. I think we did. Would you like to hear a a review by my cat? Yes. Yes. Okay, here goes. Meow, meow, meow. (laughs) Meow, 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 meow. The joy meow. and the story of spring and glory. <laughs> or this is together time. Yep. Go ahead. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, 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 meow. To welcome meow. this wonderful time of meow, life. Meow, meow, meow. Two is the thing in the brightness of spring. Meow. Titties. Meow. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. Titties, Mr. Well, we need to go through any time it says breast, or we just need to redub it. Uh, <laughs> Supple bosom. Yes. Oh, sweet, sweet so hard to edit. <laughs> Are we ready? So we finished the film, and for both of you still listening, um, you need to watch this movie. Yeah, you should watch it. And while you're watching it, I have just the drink for you. It is the nut brown ale. <laughs> The Perfect. use of chocolate malt, Munich malt, and Hallertau hops give this beer a crisp, nutty finish. Peak nut brown is detect- a delectable beer loaded with complex, differentiated flavors that don't overwhelm the palate, making it a perfect dark beer for food pairing. And food pairing. <laughs> Movie pairing. The end. <laughs> Uh, you know, we're here's what we're having for for dinner, guys. We're gonna eat some gorp because we're squirrels. <laughs> Good old raisins and peanuts. Good old raisins mm. and peanuts and uh, <laughs> chocolate chips if you're nasty, or Ooh. or whale meat. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because it's the largest mammal that humans can eat because we're. You know, it just kind of a big cue to the whole like, <laughs> oh no, there's a larger predator just behind them. Right? Like, no, we we can eat things bigger than us because we're people. So as you watch this movie, where it's very likely that the filmmakers were tormenting these poor animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just <laughs> go eating whale meat. Find a whale and eat it <laughs> with a side of manatee. Right. Perfect. <laughs> and just punch a baby seal in the face while you're yeah. <laughs> So while we're drinking our nut <laughs> ale and uh, eating our blubber, <laughs> what are we listening to? So because I genuinely love this movie and um, – Please don't play put- the Together Time song again. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. No, it's uh, – <laughs> 
this is a song by David Byrne and Brian Eno. It's called Strange Overtones. And in it, it's uh, it's kind of a song about a person who's hearing somebody work on some music in the apartment next door. And he's like, he's kind of encouraging. Like there's some lines where he's just like, yeah, what you're doing is a little bit flawed, but I, I believe in you that I feel a connection to you through this, through me hearing you figure this thing out. And it goes a little something like this. I like David Byrne. Oh, you know, yeah. the Terry and Poro kind of being next to each other. It's together time. Because it is a love story, and Terry is a Disney princess. And yeah, I could have cut this down, but the internet guy was here. Uh, yes, I love this song. I like it. squirrel sound <laughs> this is the music that we play in our new bar concept called wildwood heart mm-hmm. right totally. located downstairs from our studio our mm-hmm. which we own scraping the vault studio which we own in burbank and we can all the shows meet together in the wildwood heart bar and grill uh, meet shows like ears up uh-huh ears up in depth all of uh-huh. the bartenders wear like, you know, campers outfits. Right. And we employ them. And we cannot we also will allow uh, the uh, Star Wars podcast best banter, best car and banter. Yeah. Don't forget the Supreme Resort. Yeah, they'll be there. Yeah. And uh, Dumbo runs the valet for your car. Right. Because they're it's totally get, they're at because you know Joe Biden's going to close down Disney World in a matter of days. Well, he'll uh, make it free for everybody. <laughs> right, he'll close it and then make it free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. Yes. Uh, well, we've officially pitched the other shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we feel about this movie? I love it. Audrey? I think I'd watch it again. I would watch it again. Yeah, I, I would. Have to say, I would watch it again, and I would not probably enjoy it so much it's, more. I and it's so more, it's so much fun to watch it with somebody for the. First I think time. once once the plague is done and we can be together again, I think the first thing we do before we record live the next whatever live we do, we watch this movie. Oh yeah. yes, Definitely. and then we do another episode of Perry. <laughs> Having watched it again, we redo the show. So yeah. And so I think if we are going to have a sequel for this, and I know you, I'm not sure if either of you are prepared for this, but oh, no, I'm, I'm thinking, not. I'm thinking, and Perry, I'm not, in every way I am not prepared <laughs> <laughs> sequel to this movie. I'm thinking It'll be Perry, a dream sequence within a dream <laughs> sequence. It'll be 90 minutes of dream sequence. Here we are. Perry and Simba get oh. married. Ooh. <laughs> oh, no. Because Simba. <laughs> Has seen tragedy. Perry has seen tragedy. Perry, and the they, immortal and, one, has seen yeah. tragedy. <laughs> they connect. Mm-hmm. And Poro's cool with it because, like, the whole squirrel thing. Babe, it's like, cool, babe. 
babe. It's fine. It's I'm babe. Well, he's a bachelor now. Once they have together time, we establish yeah, at the outset exactly. he's a lifelong bachelor after it's that. Just him and his gym socks. His That's right. His face poster. <laughs> Posters. Eating a I've whole got... pizza by himself. Right. Babe, this is the Criterion Collection version of Scarface. <laughs> oh, God. I bought five of them. <laughs> Fight Club's my favorite movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. Getting, I, yeah. I remember when I, oh, God. I remember being that person. <laughs> you were that okay, person? This is a safe space. We forgive you. No, that, but that, the, there's a point in time in a person's life when, and I think most men and women love each other very much. <laughs> oh, together watch, time. Yeah, I'm, I get yeah. it. <laughs> you know, when you watch Fight Club and you don't get that it's supposed to be like sitting on the characters. <laughs> like, yeah, there was one rule. <laughs> just one. You blew it. You blew it. There was yeah. just one rule. Oh. And what have you done? I did. It's Gwyneth Paltrow's head in a box. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Um, Does she thanks, sell that Dan. on Goop? You probably. <laughs> it's, head. <laughs> it's my head in a box. <laughs> Put it in your vagina to work your Kegel muscles. Oh, my God. Oh God. <laughs> I was in Spider-Man. <laughs> Wait, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow was in Spider-Man? Yeah, no, she doesn't remember no, either. Don't worry. <laughs> She was in Spider-Man Homecoming, and she doesn't remember. It was on uh, John Favreau has that chef show, and they were, like, making food together. And he's like, remember when you were in Spider-Man? She's like, I was in (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man. It's the end. It's the end thing. Anyway, uh, we invite you to listen to all those other shows we'd mentioned. Also, check out Disneyland.com. Disneyland is a lot yes. of fun. There's a lot of really cool, sh- you know, uh, attraction posters from the mind of Wald Disner, mm-hmm. famed, and his brother Rob. <laughs> no more coin, Wald. No more coin. Childs. <laughs> Childs. And uh, also listen to Spectral Radio, spectralradio.us. Uh, follow Jeremy at spectral underscore radio on Instagram and Twitter. Contact us at jimmy at earsup-podcast.com. Tell us how much you loved Perry and what other films you'd like to see after Cats. What other films you'd like (laughs) us to do commentary on that are not the straight-to-video Disney sequels, which we will, of course, return to in March. Uh, Also, reach out to Dan Dan at earsup-podcast.com. We've had some submissions for our churro shirt. Mm, So far, we've had some good submissions on that. And uh, for Audrey... Uh, yeah, hey, just a home kitchen. Sorry, I know we're wrapping up, but do we want to do some Perry trivia? Oh, yeah, we sure do. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, and you can reach me on a, on a transcendent astral plane. <laughs> Are you on Instagram? You know, I am. Uh, Actually, yeah, you're at screaming nerdry. the vault. At Nerdry on Instagram and also or, screaming the vault. That's right, yeah. That's where you'll find me. Okay. I'll find her. All right, Perry Trivia. Name at least seven birds that appear in the movie. Oh. Like uh, by woodpecker? name or by species? Species. Raven. Oh. Raven, okay. woodpecker. Uh, Goshawk. Goshawk. Owl. Hummingbird. David missed that one. A uh, yellow-bellied titmouse. <laughs> Not a bird. <laughs> a wind-crested whippoorwill. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 yeah, owl. Uh, mm-hmm. A a cr- crispy crispy jackal 
Goshawk. <laughs> we already got that. I, would, I thought we got six. We have. I got Bluebird, Raven, Crow, Woodpecker, Owl, Cardinal, Magpie, mm-hmm. Hummingbird, Magpie. That's right, Magpie, those demon bastards, Swan, Mallard Duck, oh, yeah. Bluebird, Mockingbird, and Magpie. We listed a second time. That's yeah. more than seven. And Bluebird was listed a couple. Well, times. That, those were your possible ones. Uh, okay, <laughs> we just had to get six out of the twelve. Yeah. Okay. Um, name at least two predators from the movie that find prey. Uh, Martin. Oh, the, no. the 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 one at the end that gets the Martin. Um, Bobcat. No, mm-hmm. it was well. Well, okay, Bobcat and Wildcat. Wildcat. Um, Wildcat. A, a owl. Oh, my fridge just went on. Do you hear that? Yes, I do. Yeah. Oh, sorry about I that. I got Gosh Hawk gets the weasel. Mm. <laughs> Gosh Hawk gets the weasel. Mm-hmm. Uh, name at least two. Okay, Audrey, this is yours because Jimmy has it in front of him. Okay. Name at least two of the seasons uh, it, it, as in like a time of what? Oh, a time of learning and mm-hmm. together time. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Does that count? No, it totally counts. Great. <laughs> All right, that's <laughs> that was it. That was good. good. I liked that. Yeah, yeah, there's there's more, but we gotta we gotta wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, let's let. Okay. All right. Final question: mm-hmm. What is the joy in the story? It's together time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the joy in the story of spring and its glory. This. It's together. Help! I guess this is my payback for all the annoying, like baby talk and squealing I've done for every baby mammal no, that appears. This is your on payback screen. for cats. <laughs> oh yeah. How do you know case. you don't? Lo- how do you know you're not going to love true. it? I, I no. I think we. I think we know. I mean, <laughs> James Corden, who's in the movie, hasn't seen it. Still James. Like it. James Corden doesn't like it. Yeah, that, that's all you need to know. <laughs> James Corden <laughs> doesn't like a thing that he's in. <laughs> hasn't seen it. And James Corden loves everything. This is a man whose main source of humor or comedy is yelling people's own jokes back at them. No, please make it stop. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, we love you. Oh, wait, be kind, rewind. With that too. It's so worth it. It's magical. That's just ridiculous. Dumbo picks up your your car with his trunk, his very strong <laughs> cartoon trunk, and he flies you to the mm-hmm. nearest parking spot. I don't spot. believe Dumbo would be employed by Disney.
Dumbo is employed by Disney. As a matter of fact, as, yeah. as referenced in the documentary, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> I think Dumbo probably has great transferable skills. He could get into, I don't know, the FAA or something. Disney. Yeah, yeah, sure enough. But uh, yeah, after Dumbo drops you at your parking spot, then. But anyway, so it's like 10%. His mom think, dies. Oh, no, that's Bambi, which, oh, spoilers. Then Dopey, Doesn't Dumbo's mom die too? Dopey gives no. you no. She just she just is very sad. Oh, she does. She her like she might as well be spirit, dead. Yeah, yeah her spirit is broken, mm-hmm. but oh. she's she's still alive and able to perform for all the children who come to see the circus. Oh boy, how tragic! <laughs> I haven't seen that. Well, movie in not a long for the children, time. Audrey. <laughs> it's a, it's a happy ending for the children. Oh Dan. <laughs> oh dear. And James Corden loves everything. <laughs>